0: Welcome to the show that's going to take your skin and hair from where it is now to its best ever yet. It's the Grow and Glow podcast and I'm your host Dr. Chama Aga Ayurundi. Grab a drink, grab a snack and let's get this party started. guys welcome back welcome back welcome back welcome back welcome back welcome back how's your week i hope you had a great week or a week old weekend i was gonna say or a weekend (laughs) i'm sorry um depending on when you're listening to this i'm so so grateful that you keep coming back it means the world to me and i hope you know that like when you listen to this i hope you can just imagine me smiling and thinking. Somebody's listening. I'm so grateful. Anyway, so thank you for all the good stuff you do. And to the team that is not yet doing the good stuff, which is listening, following, sharing, come on now, join us, join us. It doesn't take anything. It doesn't take anything. (laughs) Thank you so much as you do. Okay, so I hope you've been enjoying understanding how your hair grows. It's exciting, right? I geek out on knowledge, right? Even though like I think wisdom is the application of knowledge but before I digress before I digress <laughs> this is a hair and skin podcast and don't worry for those of us who are waiting patiently for the skin Ah, oh man it's coming sunscreen to use it's coming face wash it's coming hyperpigmentation woes it's coming so just chill with me anyway so today's episode is a wrap-up of the hair growth series and of course please know that hair growth is extremely complex so when I say wrap up I mean like just in a very oversimplified version right because I want the information to be easy enough to understand so that you go out taking something not like oh my goodness this is flying over Mm -hmm. my head so that's what we're going to do in today's episode we're going to look at the practicality of understanding why the hair grows a setting way. Not a setting not a way, I beg it. What, what am I saying? <laughs> not a setting way. I'm not a setting way, I mean like why we have different cycles and how we can use that knowledge in our hair growth journey, okay? So without wasting any much of your precious time, let's get right into the episode. So I think it's safe to say that you are committed to your hair growth Uh, Journey that's why you're listening and that could be you're just starting you started and you failed and you're starting again And that is okay. Do you know how many times I failed at this thing? That is okay The most important thing is that we do not stop trying or you know You've had major setbacks and it's a bit frustrating, but you're like I'm committed to this And if you're just listening because you're like, you know, what, I just want to hang out with my girl (sighs) I'm so excited. That is awesome. Thank you so much but either way the Essence of this tiny little episode is that I find it so riveting that beyond aesthetics, hair, whether that's hair growth, hair loss can signify to us what is going on in the body. And that is so, 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 so important. So let's say something like telogen effluvium. So telogen effluvium is when you just have massive hair shedding, hair loss. It's transient, but the body is shocked. So let's women give birth and you know, before know was happening psh, hair loss or you've gone through a crazy period of stress before know was happening hair loss it's almost like the body the hair is telling you hey something is going on with you inside and that's why i'm doing what i'm doing and i think in last episode i told you how to identify shed hair so you can also see or let's say another example excuse me another example is i did tell you that lanugo hair is hair that is seen in neonates and then typically sheds sorry in fetuses and then typically sheds within a few days or weeks of the neonate's life. but when you now start to see that in a, ba- in a in a baby that should have shed the hair you know that there's malnutrition or something going on you know are we are we are we understanding? Great. The other thing that I wanted us in this our time episode to focus on is let's look at the energy phase for example. I'm sure that you're well aware that most hair growth aids will target this anaging phase. Now, I mentioned that there's a range of which the hair is growing and that's genetically predetermined. That said, a lot of us are not maximizing that genetic, gen- that genetic timing. Sorry, <laughs> excuse my English this afternoon. <laughs> I'm sorry you know, a lot of us are not maximizing our genetic potential, either from bad hair practices or we just think that it's not possible for us. On the other hand, there are a lot of us that are overestimating our genetic potential and that's okay. It's better to aim really high, right? And then fall somewhere than aim low. And then, you know, you never really get anywhere. So what this hair growth age do is that Give or take, they 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 assume that you're not maximizing your genetic potential, first of all, and then they help you to elongate that growth period. And of course, if the growth period is elongated, what are you going to have? What are you going to have? What are you going to have? You're going to have longer hair. You're going to have more time for the hair to grow. Or if let's say we use supplements, so things you take internally and they're trying to elongate the um, growth phase, the energy phase, what do you think they're going to try and do? Let me pause and see if you think think about it. Doop, 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 doop. Okay, it's over. <laughs> what we are going to try and do is to feed your body nutrients that the hair follicle needs to start its cycle. Hello, uh, you get. So you can now begin to see, okay, when I take this or this has this claim, you know, this is what it's trying to do. Let's cycle back to even the telogen effluvium where I said hair follicles are forced To go into the telogen phase because of a stressor on the body. If you take a supplement, I imagine, or if you take, when I say supplement, use that as an umbrella term for whether it's topical or internally. But you can imagine that what that is supposed to do is to then push back those follicles into the growth phase because it's probably thinking, no, 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 you're not supposed to be in this phase. You're supposed to be growing. Why are you resting? It's almost like, hey, get up, get up, you have work to do. (laughs) All right. Let's even focus on one of the most popular drugs on the market, the FDA-approved drug for treating hair loss, specifically androgenetic alopecia. With androgenetic alopecia, which is male pattern baldness, but females also have it, you find that terminal hairs are being replaced by vellus hairs. And of course, by now, you know what that is, because you're cool like that. you listen to the podcast, right? I've explained all that. And apart from that, the androgen phase seems to get shorter and there is miniaturization of the hair follicle so that's why if you even notice uh, a person who is balding you find that sometimes there's still hair but it's just so tiny it's almost like the hair you'd probably see on your forearm or something what it does is it extends that anagen phase but once you stop it man the hair goes back to the telogen phase there's a gene called fibroblast growth factor 5 and this is an aside but i think it's a very important aside It's important because I think it will pave the way for more tools that are available to treat hair loss. Now, hair loss is devastating on all levels, whether it's from traction alopecia non-scarring to scarring alopecia. So researchers are constantly hard at work. And of course, beyond that, but you can see why the market is flooded with take this to grow or YouTube channels. Oh, put this thing on your hair overnight. You see 20 inches. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure you will. And so what we found with the FGF5 is that it's a gene that is supposed to prevent over elongation of the anagen phase, which is a bit annoying, but it makes sense. <laughs> it's annoying in my mind, of course, I'm just being silly because in my mind, let my hair grow from Lagos to America, I'm good. But of course, there has to be a stop mechanism. There has to be a way the body says, you know what? No, you can't keep growing. If not, just imagine if your hair was growing and growing and growing and growing. And growing. Forty years, fifty years. That means <laughs> when you are checking in, you will check in, put hair in hand luggage, put hair in the box. <laughs> you know the amount of products you use, the trips to the salon, oh, the cutting. You will cut, cut, cut. It will grow overnight. That's the real grow overnight type of hair. So that gene says, okay, you know what? Stop. Take. Go to the cataging phase. So they found that when this gene is missing or there's a mutation, because I think you're supposed to get two copies from your parents. Patients can have excessive hair growth. In patients that have trichomegaly, trichomegaly is a condition where the eyelashes grow really, really long. Now, you may think, yeah, I wish I had trichomegaly. Some cases, it's like, you know, it's really, really long. Like, it's interfering with eyesight and stuff. You know, top eyelashes, bottom eyelashes. But I'm sure you're like, I I don't care, I need trichomegaly. Well, you can Google it and see if it's something you like. But they found that the FGF5 gene mutation caused trichomegaly. Now, what does that mean for us? It means that any mutation in that FGF5 can cause an elongation of the anaging phase, right? Why this is exciting to me, even though it seems like it's a genetic mutation that is, is causing an adverse effect, quote-unquote. But if you know the way metting works, a lot of drugs that are now used had uh, for to treat something were causing adverse effects Minoxidil comes to mind, Viagra, Latisse for eyelashes. There was a side effect that people were experiencing when they were treating a different um, illness. And then, of course, people now use that to treat something else, which which, which, which is just how science works a lot of times. So I'm wondering how, and if I have any cosmetic formulators here, scientists, researchers, other doctors, I'm wondering how this can be applied to hair loss and the treatment options we have because not everybody can afford hair transplant i mean that thing runs in thousands of dollars and i think it's classified as a cosmetic procedure so i doubt that insurance is going to cover it but i stand to be corrected or is it patients who have undergone the trauma of cancer and they now have to deal with the after effects of hair loss like as if the cancer is not enough you know so I was. I'm. I will do more research, and of course, you know anything your girl finds, I'm gonna drop the T. I'm gonna drop the T. I will do more research on this FGF five and see what they've come up with. If it's something they're actually pursuing, because with science and research, especially when it's a, it's a, it's applied to humans, they have to take a lot of time, and it costs billions and billions of dollars to do research. So I'll see what I find, and of course, I'll drop the T because we are on the what the grow and the glow and and the what. <laughs> One of the last things I'll say as we tie it all together is even though we've been focusing on hair loss, and yes, that is a very significant complaint presented at the doctor's office, we mustn't neglect our friends who are suffering from the opposite thing, which is excessive hair growth. And that can also be very, it can be traumatic, okay? Because first of all, maybe they're growing hair excessively in areas where they don't need to be growing that much hair, and then that is costing them so much money in hair removal options, whether that's waxing or hair removal creams or laser hair removal. And I'll have a, an episode on that because I know you want all the tea on what works, what doesn't work. Me, I've tried a couple of things. So from experience, from science, from research, I got you. The hypertrichosis or hirsutism they're experiencing must be as a result of something overstimulating that face or or causing Vela's hair to turn into terminal hair. So where the hair should be finer, it's now becoming coarse and thick, etc. That's it, my lovelies. That's it. I'm so grateful again that you keep joining me. Have you told somebody about this podcast? Can I encourage you to please tell somebody about this podcast? I would really, really appreciate it if you could share. Don't despise humble beginnings. When you start seeing your girl on TV, You'll be claiming me. I'll probably claim you back. But those who didn't share, <clears throat> I may not claim you. I'm just kidding. Of course, I'll claim you because you listen. That's enough. But I'll also appreciate if you share. And the reason being, this is knowledge that a lot of us need. A lot of us want to know what works, what doesn't work, what is the truth, and we're overwhelmed. So I'm trying to make it simple and entertaining so that you look forward to it whilst you learn. All right you know what time it is it's time to check out but I'll miss you guys till next week we'll have another exciting episode for you next week by the grace of God stay well make sure you stay well make sure you stay hydrated eat your proteins so that your hair can grow (laughs) and I'll see you next time take care and God bless hey you thank you so much for sticking with me till the end of this show I hope you enjoyed it If you did, why not go ahead and subscribe and share it with your family and friends because we're not hoarding knowledge, are we? Nope. If you rise, I rise, we all rise. And if you're up to it, feel free to support my channel. Thank you so much. Take care and God bless.